Ladies and gentlemen, we're here. I'm part of the click, isn't everybody? <laughs> yes! 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 I, I got an idea, yeah. Peter John Cena! Give me a hell yeah! I pull a little bit of the bubbly. Too sweet! <laughs> <laughs> episode is scheduled for one fall, and it is for your listening pleasure. This is In The Click. What's up, everybody? Baby Huey here, and joining me once again is my brother Tommy. How's it going? I'm doing good. How you doing? And joining us virtually is our good brother from Pro Wrestling 101 on Instagram. It's Richard. How's it going, man? I'm doing fine. How are you doing? <laughs> That's Richard doing his best Tommy impression. <laughs> That was good. That was oh, good. <laughs> man. What a night. Oh, my God. Well, first off, happy Valentine's Day to both of you guys. <laughs> You're both my Valentine. Yeah, thank you. Thank you both for being my Valentine. You're welcome. I too choose you. <laughs> I'm sending that to people today. <laughs> and and also- the, uh, be my friend. <laughs> now nah, to quote the Jay Giles band, love stinks. Now be friends with the B. Yeah. Oh my God. I choo choo choose you with the choo choo train. Yeah. Oh Those are the classic Simpson Valentine cards. Oh man. And, Ralph uh, Wiggum had. Richard, by the way, I hope you uh, appreciate this. You know, we're uh, slowly trying to add to the decor of uh, the Delmore Casa where we record our end of the podcast at. So. We, in the uh, background, in here in the office, we have a uh, cardboard cutouts of Stone Cold Steve Austin in The Rock. Yeah, I finally dug those out of the attic upstairs. <laughs> Why? Yeah. Why does The Rock look bent? Oh, no, it's, uh, it's just leaning forward. Yeah, it's just a little, yeah. Bent. It's just like, cause, you know, it, it's behind the couch, and so the top half understand. is just falling forward. I don't, I don't understand why that's happening. It's physics, man. Is it's it physics? Is that the term? Law, fi- yeah, rule physics. <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Law physics, whatever. Rocks can't bend. Yeah, that's true. That's... <laughs> By the way, you see the new trailer for Young Rock? Yes, or I some did, clip, or at least I, what I've been seeing on Instagram, it's like clips of uh, the different actors playing the different wrestlers from the '80s. So it looks pretty awesome. <laughs> The guy who whoever is playing Savage looks like Savage. That's, yeah. That is pretty nutty. Yeah, the guy, yeah. I, the guy playing Vince, I don't know. That's Adam Ray. He's a comedian. Um, I, that's someone really I love. look like Vince. To I know me. that's. I, I, I was someone I want to uh, interview. He's played the punchline many times over the years. I just never had time to 
actually meet him in person next time he comes to Bay Area whenever this you know pandemic ends. Now I have a totally great never. reason to talk to him. What's it like to play Vince McMahon? Who played it's Andre? Never gonna end. <laughs> some tall actor. Yeah. <laughs> Is there some tall guy? <laughs> no, baby. So looking forward to that. I think that premieres this week, right? I think that's where yeah. it's on NBC. On so. Tuesday or Wednesday. Yeah. So uh, yeah. yeah, maybe it's fun little bonus content we could talk about or something. But and it'll probably be on Peacock as well. Yeah, which will also be the future home oh. of the WWE Network yeah. in about a month from now. So this yeah. was the last uh, NXT TakeOver today on the WWE Network before it switches over to Peacock. But mm. yeah, so uh, what a great way to celebrate Valentine's Day with NXT TakeOver, Vengeance Day. It's in the books now. And man, <laughs> um, Richard, I don't know about you, but my, my immediate reaction after this show, I bet Undisputed Era shirts are going to be 50% off now at WWEshop.com. <laughs> a few days. I'm not wearing. I'm wearing one right now, and I feel kind of. I don't know. I feel like kind of. Danny, like I'll, I'll, I'll be it's... the first one to say it. You called this week after week after week, uh... and it finally happened for you. Where's the Leonardo DiCaprio meme now? See, you're He's pointing. You're you're one in fifty now. Yeah. Fifty weeks, whatever it's been. Yeah. <laughs> But you we just thought throw it, you just throw it out there once. But I then, thought it was going to be Roderick Strong, the one that turned heel. You know, no, no. man, bastard Adam Cole. Yeah, <laughs> my God. So uh, they really did shock the system. Well, at least Adam Cole did tonight. Yeah, the whole landscape of NXT. Right. So uh, put them all on notice. So uh, uh, we could save that for the very end if you want to really dig in deep into that. We can that. dig into it now if you want. want I don't dig, care. Do you want to do the what Pat McAfee had to say? Okay, so well um, okay, so yeah, a, a great NXT takeover. We'll get into all the matches and our thoughts and the highlights and all that good stuff. But yeah, the very end, Finn Balor was getting attacked by uh, uh, Oni Lorkin and Danny Burch and yeah. uh, Unispierre, the cavalry come running out to make the save. And it was just the three of them. No Bobby Fish. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they chase away the two bad guys, the tag champions, and then the yeah. four of them are celebrating. And Kyle Riley, you know, was pointing to the Undisputed Era logo on their hoodie, yep. his hoodie. And I was kind of sitting there, I was like, are they trying to offer him a spot in the Undisputed Era somewhat? Um, I know they had the pose off a couple weeks ago, and, uh, you see this moment here. So, I don't know. And they kind of posed the three of them do the Undisputed Era hand gesture. Finn Balor just did the guns, uh, you know, with his fingers, with his fingers out there. And then, uh, uh, Adam Cole super kicks Finn Balor. And the guys, the other two guys are looking at him like shocked. <gasps> and you hear Adam Cole say, that's my belt. That's my belt. And I was like, oh my God. Like, it's obvious his motivation the whole time. He's been wanting that title back ever since he lost it last summer. And then uh, Roderick Strong, or excuse me, Kyle O'Reilly looked very shocked and was like, hey, man, like, you know, we're all cool. Like, and uh, Adam Cole super kicks Kyle O'Reilly and then walks off. And Roderick Strong stands there in the middle, standing in the ropes, like, kind of undecided what's going on. A little so, dumbfounded. Man, uh, a lot to break down. What if already was a great show leaves like on this ultimate big cliffhanger and that alone is like i love that like this feels like such like a 90s feel on a richard what do you think of just that finish the conclusion to uh this takeover first of all i didn't care for this show secondly <laughs> really uh yeah 
I'll get it. We'll get into it. Okay. There, sure. there was a lot not not to like. There was I, I like two matches. I'll, I don't think you'll be able to guess which ones I like, but uh, <laughs> I thought the finish. I thought the finish was great. Uh, the the finishing five minutes of that the main event, and then the aftermath of the main event was really good. Okay. A little confused as to why Pete Dunne and his crew dipped out so quickly after they wiped out Kyle and Finn. You'd, you'd kind of think mm. that now they've got some bones to, to, to go at and attack. So, you know, um, I I don't want to say I saw it coming, but there was a moment where Adam Cole gave him a look and it was just like, there's no way he's going to let him in this group. Mm-hmm. And, but him him getting Kyle was was different. So, yeah. like, that was the one that was more like, whoa. Yeah, yeah. I mean, attacking Finn Balor makes sense because he's like, dude, he's not one of us. He's never been one of us. We've had they've had beef with him ever since he's returned to NXT. And and even so, like, I I, I get what you're saying because it's been really amazing the last couple months. Adam Cole's really taken like a back seat. Like theoretically, he is the leader of the Undisputed Era for the last what three years. And you see Kyle O'Reilly getting a lot of uh, uh, attention. And so to see Adam Cole. At the time, was being very supportive of his friend, very you know, cutting very baby face like promos in support of Kyle O'Reilly, and so it was really kind of a shocker to see him take that back seat. But nonetheless, you're like, oh, that's really cool. He had his time to shine for the last couple of years, off and on, between tag champions, North American title reign, and NXT Championship reigns, and all the great matches he had. So it's like, oh, okay, he's just you know, not necessarily on cruise control, taking a couple months off. He's just being supportive of his friend, getting opportunity, but. His true colors came out, man, and deep down, I'm sure he's been very uh, jealous, I guess maybe is the word, of seeing Kyle Riley get all the attention when he's uh, he's been the guy for so long, and he deserves, I'm sure in his mind, deserves to have that back or wants it back, so... Well, you could also look at it, you could also look at it that Kyle's uh, uh, undisputed mindset is not where it should be if he's not defending his buddy Adam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it's not like he he super kicked Finn and then immediately super kicked Kyle. Kyle kind of got in his face about it, and that's when it kicked him. Yeah, it's like, dude, this guy is not one of us, and we're, we we do not like that's the title I want. We cannot, we're not gonna let him into the group, and therefore, as him as NXT champion, does he become the all of a sudden the automatic leader, the new leader of Undisputed Era? So I can see that that point of view for Adams, like. Screw this guy. The three of us in the ring, we'll take him out. And then, yeah, second Kyle O'Reilly showed some sympathy towards Finn. That's what probably set off Adam. Like, dude, you're not in it anymore. Your head's not in the right space. So two super kicks in a row. Very much felt like a little Marty Jannetty, Shawn Michaels, Barber's shop in the in the ring, though. You know, super kick some sense into them and uh, walk out of there. So it's amazing. Tommy, you have a... Pat McAfee's tweet, right? Yeah, <laughs> so, I mean, it also felt like uh, when they kicked Ole Anderson out of the Four Horsemen. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. that too. So it's, uh, I, I mean, there's a lot of questions. I mean, we got a lot of answers tonight, but also a lot of questions afterwards. That's but all- Pat McAfee tweeted out, who would have thought Adam Cole, a certified scumbag, color me surprised. So <laughs> Pat McAfee's like, I told you all he's he's a scumbag and you guys all hated me for this. And that was obviously the beginning of, 
of Adam Cole's uh, babyface run was this whole Pat, Matt, Pat McAfee feud there. So, man. I've always said that Pat McAfee is a gentleman and a scholar. <laughs> mm-hmm. I remember that. We'll save remember this clip. That. We'll save this for Pat. <laughs> remember that. But yeah. when, uh, we have, when we have Pat on the show. Yes, exactly. So, it, it, it's a shocker, man. So, I don't know if Undisputed are technically done or it's just Kyle's kicked out and they'll just go back to a three man group. Or is the next story beat? It's going to be Roderick Strong's going to have to decide whose side does he pick, Adam Cole or or Kyle O'Reilly? Does Adam Cole break off from an dispute era completely and just go on a solo run, just no faction to work with, and maybe yeah. that that'll give him a reason to go up to Raw or SmackDown that much sooner? A lot of questions, man. But nonetheless, still a, a very shocking ending to this takeover. So yeah, um, yeah. Let's jump right into it and just start breaking down uh, these matches here. Um, actually, let's go ahead and just some of the uh, breaking news that happened before uh, takeover. So during the pre-show, I didn't watch the pre-show. I just saw the you know highlights on Twitter. But uh, Eli Drake, or I guess uh, formerly known as Eli Drake, yeah. So. Uh, he uh, yeah. came came, yeah. came out with Wade Barrett and that other guy from Barstool yeah. Sports. Yeah, so, um, he made an appearance and it's official. He signed yeah. with NXT and uh, he's not going by LA Knight now. And we see him such called- a porn name. <laughs> So we saw uh, a contract signing later in the pay-per-view with William Regal. So it's official. The Eli Drake, or I guess now going by L.A. Knight. <laughs> L.A. Knight. He's Louisiana, he's Louisiana Knight, right? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what yeah. kind of name is this? <laughs> so, he's the Raging Cajun. <laughs> and then um, uh, also it was announced that Taya Valkyrie has officially signed with WWE and will be with NXT and looks like she'll be a part of the... The spring class, I guess you want to call it that. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, this is something we both yeah. talked about recently, especially yeah. Ty Valkyrie, which she was, uh, contract was up with Impact and she was written off getting arrested for shooting Johnny yeah. Bravo. So, uh, Who? Richard, Johnny Bravo? Who? The guy on, uh, Impact. Remember, you watched Isn't it. Is that a cartoon character? <laughs> that too. Yeah, is that John? Yeah, is Johnny it- Bravo is a cartoon character. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Richard, thoughts on, uh, the two latest signees for, uh, NXT now? Um, I'm, I'm very glad WWE got Eli, and I'm very, very happy that Taya is finally getting her, sh- her fair shot at WWE. I yes. think she's going to do stellar, and I think she's going to be the one that beats EO for the belt. Interesting. Mm, okay, we'll I, save this. So even like six months from now, if it happens, we should be like, "See, I told you so." Three months. Three months. Three months. Yeah. And that, no, that, I, I think yeah. I think I think Eo's destined for the main roster sooner than later. Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah, no yeah, question. Yeah, yeah, uh, especially after tonight's performance. It's like, who else is there for? Her? I mean, I guess Raquel Gonzalez could be the next one, which we'll get into in a second. But. um no, I'm happy. I mean, especially because for Taya, she's paid her dues in so many other promotions and was an impact for so long. Was the knockout champion for the longest title reign ever. And she's done so, so much uh, great work, especially with Lucha Underground. Yeah. But her husband's there in WWE. So I'm sure she probably wants to have, you know, probably somewhat same she, schedule. I think she could have got there even if she wasn't married to him, though. So. Oh, yeah, know, yeah, yeah, like, totally. But I mean, as far as maybe her decision making. Yeah. It was like. WWE is is the obvious choice. That way, it's a dead giveaway. Yeah, her and her husband probably can commute. I think they still live in LA, so they can fly together and you know show up. And she goes to Orlando, he goes to Tampa, where the Thunderdome's currently at, and she does her thing at the Performance Center. And 
then they can mm-hmm. fly back together. So it's, it, it kind of is a win-win for, I think, both of them. So, uh, and, but just her character work, I think would be really be fun, fresh, you know, character in, in NXT, especially with all the other. They, they need a strong female character yeah. in NXT right now because they have strong female wrestlers, but uh, no one really has a lot of character on exactly. the, besides Candace. Yeah, exactly. So I'm excited. And but for Eli Drake, I mean, God, he's also a former Impact champion. He's done a lot of great stuff in the last few years, especially with NWA more recently. And it, it was kind of crazy. I was talking to Tommy. Did and, a little work in Ring of Honor as well. Yeah. So we saw you know the photo of Wade Barrett and Eli Drake during the pre-show. I was like, those two guys a year ago were NWA power, hmm. doing stuff with NWA. So yeah. it's just kind of trippy that they've uh, transitioned to both or ended up there. And so I, I tweeted this out. Um, besides Nick Aldis, is there anyone else left on the NWA roster? I mean, as far as like big recognizable names, I think everyone is virtually gone now. So yeah. it's, it's really interesting to see how NWA long-term, how they're going to restock that roster. And they, just, they made stars out of nobodies though. So that's yeah. true. I'm, I'm not really, and I'm not, that's not, you know, a slight on anyone. It's just saying we didn't know who most of those people were mm-hmm. beforehand. So the power of, I'm not, uh, I'm not very concerned. Yeah. yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see what NWA does next. And, uh, but for Eli Drake, I'm happy for him too. Cause you know, he's, he's a little bit older. So for him to get a good opportunity to perform on a bigger level, he's earned that shot. So just he like, still has his, he still has his peak years ahead of him though. Yeah. He's going to have his best years in WWE, which is right. And he's great on the mic, too. So you think as far as another character, he could probably cut some really fun promos, too. And that's that's the big thing. The big difference between uh, Eli Drake and EC3. Very similar characters. But uh, mm. Eli Drake has all the charisma in the world. And mm. Eli Drake is uh, controlling narratives or something. EC3 is controlling EC3, narratives. Sorry, sorry. Sorry. Whatever. <laughs> See, you forgot about him already. There's, there's, yeah. They're so similar. <laughs> Yeah. So, all right, let's jump into the main show itself. And uh, uh, so the first match of the night was the finals for the women's Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. So uh, Ember Moon, Shotzi Blackheart taking on Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. I I mean, for an opening match, I really enjoyed this. Um, I kind of had a feeling that Shotzi and Ember were going to win just because they were the baby faces. And the winners get the title not. shot against the <laughs> uh, get the tag title shot. And since Nia and Shayna are the current champions in their heels, I thought they want that baby face versus heel dynamic. But who I mean, do you who when you look at both of those teams, who do you see as an actual future tag team? As a uh, I mean, Raquel and Dakota Kai. That's how I judged it. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at it and I'm just like, I don't really see Ember as a tag team partner with Shotzi forever, and. I, to me, this is the second best match of the night. I thought this was tremendous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it was a lot of fun as far as uh, Raquel. Just God, she's in the in the time that she's been repackaged as like this, you know, female Kevin Nash, Diesel persona. I don't, I don't even think you can call it a repackage because like we only saw her two or three times before this. So when she was like more like the cowboy gimmick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But. Um, I just thought like the psychology on both parts where Raquel dominated the first couple minutes of the match. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then like both teams doing the uh, isolate a person and, and try to get him in the corner. Like Dakota mm-hmm. Kai was just 
as sneaky as sneaky could be. Yeah. And eventually you see it in the match where you can see that Ember and Shotzi have picked up on their strategy. So they interrupted their strategy by distracting the referee on one end and mm-hmm. they both start double teaming on Raquel. So it made it yeah. for like a, Oh man, I don't know where this is going anymore. Yeah. 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 Totally. And, and that's the thing too is Raquel though, when I see her come in, she's such has a presence now. She dominates. I love, you know, when she does her one hand power bomb, such a great finisher for her. And, it was really interesting because I thought it was going to be potentially maybe like Dakota Kai causes them. They get pissed off and that's where they break up. And maybe Raquel can go on a singles run and maybe go after Io Shirai at some point. So that was kind of like my thinking ahead. I mean, I was thinking ahead there, outside of this paper. There's no chance they put a belt on Raquel Gonzalez yet. She's she's not had 50 matches her entire career. Yeah. Well, I mean, she but she definitely you know has. She's like, good. That, but there, that but she's. She's not tested enough yet. Well, that's going to be that's, interesting how the, for the next couple months, I think they got to really start testing her more and just put in more maybe some one-on-one feuds and stuff outside. We've seen that with Rhea Ripley, so just the one. But, but uh, Rhea Ripley was a wrestler in Australia beforehand. Raquel is brand new to wrestling. That's the difference. Yeah, but, I mean, like, still, but Raquel, though, in the short period, she's really, I think, shown that she's come a long way in a short period of time. Because well. of who she's working with, though. True, and I would like, hope, but I'm hoping that she's learned from that too and become better herself. So that's something we'll we can look forward to see more of. It's just hopefully you know they keep putting her in some good rivalries that really help uh, you know make her a better performer long term. So I'm looking forward to all of that for her. Uh, but this match itself, yeah, you're right. It, it, it's just the dynamic of everyone was really good. Um, but ultimately, yeah, uh, Raquel Gonzalez, Dakota Kai get the win here, and then they celebrate at the top of the ramp. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how they're going to transition, though, for the tag title shot. Will Nia Jackson and Shane Bainsler come over to NXT pretty soon, or will they go over like the SmackDown? I would like to see Nia and Shayna Baszler come over to NXT, especially I for... Agree. For Shanna Baszler, it would be a big homecoming for her in many ways. And then also for Nia Jax, maybe they could still reference her whole. <laughs> well, I, I think I think the safe safe bet for Dakota and Raquel is for them to come to NXT because if Vince sees Raquel, he's going to wet her on the main roster and then she's going to get exposed. Yeah, I mean, I can see that. Yeah, yeah. so no. For, and plus NXT, it'd just be different because – the tag title has been sitting on Raw for so long, and it was nice to see them on SmackDown this week. But it's not enough. So I want to see whoever the tag champions travel more. And so NXT coming to NXT will be a lot of fun, I think, for that. So, uh, no, but great, great opening match here. Uh, let's see. So next up, it was the North American Championship match. Johnny Gargano taking on Kushida here. Man, I know, Tommy, you were really digging this yeah, match. Yeah, very hard-hitting and... Um you know, they were just really, they were just being tough guys in this match, I felt. And, you know, they didn't have to, you know, not sell anything, but they were just really just 
grinding it out, you know, just it was just a, such a nice struggle throughout the whole match, I felt. Yeah, they almost went a full 25 minutes yeah. here. So just the back and forth, the counter stuff was really good. Kushida with his forearm hitting is so good. Mm-hmm. He's really working on Johnny's arm his here. His suplexes were just crisp. Oh, God, the, the suplex or the off the top rope where they spin in the air. I mean, so good. But Richard, what would you think of this uh, second match here? I found it to be pretty boring. Really? Hmm. Yeah. What what it, what about it? I I I honestly didn't feel like there was that much to it. Um mm. I, I, I just I couldn't get myself into it. Uh it had its there's small moments but it's not like anything fancy. It was more like, like uh there's a moment for instance where Johnny was choking Kushida on the bottom rope and mm-hmm. the way he did it I was like, "Oh, he he's laying that in pretty good there. It looked it looked legit, but like overall I I just I don't know. I kind of expected a faster paced match out of those two, and I didn't get it. Yeah, yeah I can so. see that. I yeah. Yeah. And that. And that's the thing, too, is there was quite a bit of technical stuff on the mat. And for me personally, and this also kind of was part of the main event as well, where I think sometimes they spend too much time on the mat. I think that really slows things down. And for me, as someone who likes the big power moves, that can. I'm it's with hard, you. It's it can, hard to watch Johnny Gargano wrestle like a bigger man. And when he's technically a cruiserweight. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it just, it doesn't connect with me. Yeah, and then I'm with you because I think sometimes when it gets too technical on the mat, it can kind of really slow down some momentum, well, at least from my I'm perspective. Fine with, I'm fine with technical if it's Kushida's style. But when Kushida mm. has to wrestle Johnny's style, it's it's kind of like uh, yawning. Mm. You know, it's, okay. I mean, I said there was just some spots that I really enjoyed. Like Tommy and I enjoyed the the spot where Kushida's running down the ramp uh, to kick Johnny's arm, but Tommy thought it was like great Muda against Hogan against Hogan back in '93 in New yeah. Japan. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So that, that was, I know it was a much shorter ramp compared to the one in New Japan where Muda had to run the whole long distance. It was like well, a that's, block. That's something we haven't brought up: is that the ramp connected to the ring? Yeah, yeah. So it was kind of cool, a little bit of a different setup, and I liked the the yeah. graphics and stuff. For, yeah, different platform. Yeah, so hey, I, that's fine by me. It's, it's takeover. You change the look of it because they are still performing in the same spot, the Capitol uh, Wrestling Center there, where you know they do regular TV there. So just to change it up a little bit, just to change the feel, even though it's the same setting. I I thought that was cool and yeah. I appreciate that. It's always about presentation with me. Yeah, exactly. And even Tommy, you like Johnny, like different out- outfits for uh, yeah. Johnny Gargano. Yeah, changing up his look. Yeah. So I just felt Kushida should have took note. Yeah. By the way, Richard, how does Kushida wrestle in those jeans, man? Like I think they're the the, the fake jeans, like the stretchy. Yeah. Even still, I mean, I just got like I feel like the irritation in your crotch, like rubbing. Well, I, mean, I I don't like again. I I think it looks like denim, but it's not. Not yeah, I love the. They're feel like of them. jeggings. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's like some sweat. So interesting yeah. there. Uh, but no. So um, hey, clean finish. You know, Johnny got the victory. He did uh, his finisher uh, landed a second time and mm-hmm. uh, pulled it off. And so yeah, it's, it's interesting. So Johnny now has a couple victories, title defenses, wins. So I guess we can officially say the curse is gone now. Hopefully, I never said there was a curse. You did. <laughs> you and your <laughs> Sasha curses and. Whatever. There's there's curses. There's internet man. nerds. It's Halloween, man. It was starting in Halloween. I think the only guy that could take it from Gargano is Bronson Reed. Yeah, I, I kind of I'm with you. I, I think Bronson Reed should be the one, but I think it should he should squash him. 
It's interesting because mm. I, I think now they well be, the last couple months you think about it they've had a the last month has been so dedicated to the Dusty Cup men's and women's and it was over on two hundred five live as well so now that's all done uh, some of these storylines I think are done I think starting this week we'll probably get a lot of fresh new storylines there's a lot of people in the roster who have haven't been on a takeover before well, even on the speed there's era also, there's also going to be a fair amount of people that we'll see from now until January. That they're going to wrap up their NXT story. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, well, that's the thing too. I, what I'm saying is, as far as Undisputed Era weren't booked for this show, as far as a match goes, and I think that's the first time in a couple years. So it's really interesting that NXT, the powers that be, are kind of trying to give some other people some time to shine, get some takeover experiences. And even that, with that being said, there's still a lot of people on the roster who are probably due for some pushes soon. So the coming months, as far as watching NXT, the transition of talent who can go after that North American championship. So, yeah, Bronson Reed, I think, is someone that is due. Swerve Scott, the, the uh, um, you know, even with the Cruiserweight Championship, what they're going to do with that next. So there's a lot of possibilities. Uh, unless Karen Cross takes the Cruiserweight Championship from uh, <laughs> Santos Escobar. How funny would it be if he does take that? Because he's been going after he him. He can't. He weighs more than 205 pounds. <laughs> he just scares everyone. I am under 205, and you're going to believe it. He just takes and it. I belt. might beat him up and let Scarlett win it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That that can work, too. So, uh, no, but I really, uh, no, good good match here just to, uh, for the North American Championship. So, next for Johnny, uh, it's going to be interesting. So, yeah, Bronson Reed, I like that idea, Tommy. Uh, next up was the finals for the men's Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. MSK featuring Nash Carter and Wesley taking on the Grizzled Young Veterans, James Drake and Zach Gibson. Liverpool's finest. Yeah, so Richard, I mean, I would hope, this, did you enjoy this match? This was my favorite match of the night. Okay, all right, all right, all right. I'm with you on yeah, that. With you. I enjoyed this match too. It was great. MSK laid it all out there on the line. Like, you could tell, I, like... Uh, man, both teams did. It was just kind of like... It was. I mean, you would think that this was a title match the way they they wrestled mm-hmm. it. Um, yeah. And for me, not really liking or giving a crap about the Rascals, mm-hmm. MSK are show stealers in NXT. They yeah. are so good, so so good. They their vibe tonight really reminded me of Ricky and Robert from the Rock and Roll Express. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit. I, no, I totally agree. No, lot, more than a little bit, a lot. It was great. Yeah. They, uh, uh, and I thought the, the, the camaraderie. The grizzled, this, this, this was very much a uh, uh, Rock and Roll Express against Midnight Express match. That's yes, what I thought. I thought. This was yes. tremendous. Yeah. I, I was going to say probably about like two thirds or three quarters into this match. You can see MSK look a little tired because they were just laying it all out there early on. I mean, Nash Carter was taking like a beating and Wesley was waiting for the hot tag. When he got that hot tag, he comes running in, starts going around all over the ring, making the save, you know, jumped over the post, the, the turnbuckle oh, to the outside. The, oh my well, God. That was insane. <laughs> the, the, the grizzly young veterans doing the, the doomsday device yes. oh my God. on the outside. Yes. It was absolutely bonkers. A suicide dive into the doomsday device that on the outside. Insane. Amazing. Like that was like, I want to isolate that video. Suicida. I'll get it. I'll, <laughs> I got you covered. Thank you. But what a what a spot right there. I was like, oh, my God. But 
I like how Grizzled Young Veterans, like MSK were doing the high fly baby, uh, baby face type moves. Grizzled Young Veterans were, you know, pounding them, countering them when they can. So I like the, the dynamic. It was a spot fest inside of a really good match. It yeah. was mm-hmm. that's how you mm-hmm. do spots, and that, because like whenever they did any of these moves, they weren't throwaway moves. Like mm-hmm. people were laid out for a couple of seconds, and they tried to to get their their bearings back, and it was just that's how you do <clears throat> high flying moves like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, like yes. you need to you need to register and sell the moves, and not just move into the next thing. Like. That's the difference between this and watching a ricochet match. No offense to ricochet. Yeah, just- no, I, I'm with you. Like, if you're gonna do a high, uh, a high spot, I mean, they call it um, what do you call it? Uh, a high uh, danger or um, oh, what's the word? I'm blanking. You know, when it, uh, the chances of something bad happening is very is very high. What's it called? A high, um, um, uh, captivating? No, or, no, no. Um, like. Um, like the chance of something bad happening is very high because it's a high risk spot, okay. high, high risk spot. So, and there are consequences. And so, if you don't do it correctly, you could really screw yourself over. So, MSK they were doing all these big high spots, but you know it hurts them too. After they sure it hurts the opponent, but it hurts them too for landing it. So, I love that aspect. I mean, they would were you re- say it's anticlimactic? No, no, not anti. Very cl- climatic. Very climatic. Okay. No, but I'm saying is is the, the as far as them as baby faces go, as far as laying it all out there, you could tell, like Mike said, by three quarters in, they look really gassed and tired. But I think that's part of, like, they're going all out and they're laying it, leaving it all out there on the ring and the mat out there to, to win this cup. And so I really like that storytelling. And so, dude, they've been with the company, what, for about a month now? And they win the whole thing, and they're going to get a title shot, right? I believe that's the is that the prize as well. Yeah, yeah they'll get a yeah. NXT championship. Yeah, currently hold by Oni Larkin and Danny Birch. So God, they really put the the rocket on uh, MSK here. So and uh, yeah, they, Grizzly- they made the right choice to go to WWE, didn't they? Yeah. Yes, they did. But Grizzly Young Veterans, man, two years in a row in the finals and losing as well. So. Um, I'm wondering. Hey, if th- hey, that's that's like going to the. If you go to the Super Bowl and you don't win, you still went to the Super Bowl, right? Right. Yeah, they're like the Buffalo Bills. Of, yeah, uh, sure. Of the Dusty Cup tournament, or for a long time, Susan Lucci not getting the Emmy. Exactly. Till years later. <laughs> but no, honestly, Richard and Tommy, I'm with you. Like, I love this match, and I think in many ways it could have been match of the night. I it mean, was. I think it was. I I think this was. This was my main event. It was all downhill from here. Oh, okay. oh yeah. All right. Totally all right. understand. No, but say, like I say, I really enjoy this. MSK, super happy for them. Especially- it was how the youngins say, lit. Yeah, but, but especially because, <laughs> you know, as, <laughs> as the young free agent signings from Impact, it, 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 it's really good. And so, What's who knows? the other... The- the other guy just showed up at Impact again, didn't he? Trey Miguel, yeah, a couple weeks ago he came sure. back. He got a little bit of a different gear. He bleached his hair out, so some of a different look, if you want to call it that. So, I well, don't know if he made the right choice. Trey Miguel? Sure. <laughs> yeah, so it's interesting. So I wonder for him, is he gonna, he's going to get a big singles push. Uh, looks like he's taking on Sammy Callahan it's, right it's now. It's TNA. It's TNA or Impact. They're, they're going to give him a singles push. They're going to reward him for staying. And MSK are getting a big reward. Looks like for uh, signing. So yeah, <laughs> but here, but here's the thing: these two, these two teams, I thought they were so much fun to watch in this tournament. I really hope this jump starts the tag team division in NXT because they've had a great tag team division f- for years. So I really hope that until, these two te- until recently. 
until yeah. recently. So this this is this has been a really cool relaunch, and uh, you know because because there were so many teams in this Dusty Classic, it yeah. really set the the table again for like, hey, this is this is what we've got coming for you. Yeah, it's a you big know? giant preview. Uh, yeah, the talent that they have, and so I really hope because those tag titles, I haven't felt they've been as special lately. No. So I really hope this jumpstarts things for that division. So I'm with you with that. So uh, that's something to keep an eye out for as well. All right. So next up was the triple threat match for the NXT Women's Championship. So Io Shirai defending against Tony Storm and Mercedes Martinez. Um, if I, I this was I, clunky. This yeah, was very clunky. Unfortunately, there were some botches there. The obvious one was Tony Storm. <laughs> You had three women that they have not had regularly on TV for mm-hmm. how long? Months. And they expected them to have a takeover quality match. Yeah. And the, the chemistry wasn't there. It wasn't. No, but, and, and I don't blame the talent necessarily. I blame the, the fact because they're not getting reps. They're not doing their, their coconut grove loops. They're not well, getting also, a chance to wrestle. And especially for Mercedes Martinez, who's a veteran, but she hasn't wrestled in – Months. Like months uh, since, like, leaving retribution. (laughs) Yeah. Last year's Royal Rumble. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no. So I'm with you as far as the build for this was not that good. Like, I I mean, something John Rock. It's not even even the build, it's the match itself. It was just bad. I mean, there were spots in it. Like, I can appreciate uh, Io Shirai jumping off the scaffolding, but that's a spot. (laughs) Like yeah. I'm not going to remember that in a few weeks. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I'm going to I'm going to remember her jumping off of the house at the in your house in XT. But like this was not very good. And then like I'm thinking, at least after this match, maybe Ty is going to come out or something, and nothing happened. So what do you think? Okay, power rank Io Shirai's uh, drops in your house. War games with the trash can in this one. In your house, probably number that, one. I go, I go in that order. Yeah. In your house, number one. War Games, number two. And that one. Was three. Yeah. yeah. Lucha Underground was a great one, but you know it's separate outside of WWE. I need to pull that clip. Pull that clip. <laughs> that was yeah. No, get one. Yeah, totally. That's a great one to yeah. get. Uh, yeah. No, I, I just I felt like it, <sighs> triple threats. Sometimes for me, what I get kind of annoyed by is you never actually get to see a lot of the three of them go at it at the same time. It's always like. They'll start out the three of them going at each other, and then one will fall out the ring, and then it's to two of them going at it, or two people yeah. go at it for five minutes. That's or whatever. what I was thinking. And then, then the other person who's been sitting outside resting for a long period of time will then come in, hit one person, and do a high spot, and then that person rolls out, and then That's the next, then the next two people go at it. So it was just constantly rotating. It was like a dance as far as it's never really I, the I, three I, of them in that same time that that long. I also didn't feel like EO was going to lose it. Like you go in, it's a baby face against two heels. Yeah. So it's, it just felt kind of obvious too. Like I just, there was nothing much to it. Like even it was just sloppy. Like, and they're all good women and they're all really good wrestlers. Um, but it just, it didn't connect at all. Well, I just felt like, well, it, it was the part that was just, I see a lot of people kind of laugh and, you know, uh, 
uh, notice was Tony Storm when she was trying to do the table spot and the table just completely fell and broke on its own. It collapsed. Wade Barrett tried to make a save and said, oh, after the wait for the from the last match, it was he- it was already kind of wobbly to begin with. Yes, yes. So, but Tony Storm, so you could tell like she's like, crap, that was probably like that was supposed to be a probably a big spot towards the end of the match was this table spot didn't happen. And so it looks like you can see she's trying to talk to Mercedes Martinez and whisper something. Mercedes counter with a DDT mm-hmm. and then let the Io Shirai jumping off the top of the, the scaffolding thing there. So it was very New Jack like. I'm joking. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, to their credit, as pros, they seem to kind of call it on the fly and make up for the botched table spot. But yeah, I felt like it never really got into like a high gear that we've seen Io Shirai and other triple threats like in your house that was a triple threat yeah with charlotte and rhea ripley so um with that being said yeah i mean io shirai she's probably beaten everyone at this point so either raquel or maybe taya as you said can come in maybe make a surprise this week Mm. surprise debut but yeah this match I, i if i had the power rank out of the five matches it probably was the least one at least into uh, uh entertaining one of yeah. that so it was probably the weaker of the yeah weaker matches of the night so but hey eo retains and so uh you know continue on with a huge dom she's been my champion since what june since june so wow almost eight months now so hey good since for her in your house <laughs> all right main event time so finn Balor defending the nxt championship against pete dunn here mm-hmm. um this one i'm looking at wikipedia it was a little over 25 minutes long so yeah. Uh, definitely with the takeover five matches, this gave a lot of room for them to work here. So, yeah. Richard, you said all downhill after the tag champ or the tag match. So, I'm guessing this match, uh, it's, it's the same Pete Dunn match I've seen Pete Dunn in that goes over <laughs> you know 10 15 minutes. Like, it's he's boring as hell to me. Like, <laughs> I, I'm so sick of the hand thing, it's boring. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's all he does. Like, oh, I, why shrugs. am I supposed to care? And yeah. shrug. Like, <laughs> I don't... Like, it makes... To me, it makes his opponents look like morons because they should know by now that he's going to go for my hand. It's like, <laughs> we're mittens or something. I don't know. <laughs> tape them together, right? Borrow Bernie yeah. Sanders mittens. <laughs> but Ric Flair used to tape his fingers. So. Uh, have you ever broken a finger? I No. I've stubbed... Look at... I've stubbed my finger. Yeah, my, my knuckle's like that. I've broken... See how see how thick my finger is here. Yeah, well, the st- podcasters can't see that. So. <laughs> oh, maybe I'll put a video. Maybe this will be the first one. I, I have put a, a scar video. right no. here. I I, <laughs> I I I broke a knuckle. Remember? I broke my index and my pinky. Remember at when you break, when, when, if the way he does that, like I can't suspend my disbelief because it's like if you break your fingers like that, you're like fuck this i'm walking out i'm going to the back like yeah. i'm done yeah like, no that spot is become a little overdone as far as when you do it it's like and how many times did he do it like three four times yeah exactly maximum yeah yeah so i'm with you it's like that spot itself i'm a little over with because yeah if you hurt my finger like how I, dumb I, are you to let him do that like yeah. that's like come on yeah if i'm going for your hands you're gonna shove me off and knock me <laughs> to the ground like it's just it's dumb. Yeah. I, felt- it, I mean, it's cool the first couple times you see it, and he used to do more joint manipulation with like a wrist and and like the elbow and the the feet, and now he just goes for people's fingers, and it's like this is <laughs> this is so boring. Well, okay, like, so I've me- seen this match, like, and he's 
he did the exact same thing with Walter, and that's the only way he could get a long match with Walter. Yeah. 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 I mean, Walter kicked his ass. Kicked his ass. <laughs> yeah. words, which was great. Yeah. From pillar to post. Well, I, I really thought, I got, Pete Dunne, I thought he was his most entertaining working with Matt Riddle when he was playing like the, the, the straight face guy and riddles the goofy one when they, when they went full wwe with the character yeah 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 so yeah I, I so what i'm saying also for this is like i felt like the first 10 minutes they were doing a lot of matt technical stuff but i'm with the, you that felt a little slow the, the first the first two or th- first two minutes was solid you know feeling each other out yeah. that was good and the last five minutes i would say was good so then there's what how long in between so you said it was a 25 minute match. Yeah, so that means that yeah. there's 18 minutes of him going for his fingers. Yeah. And it was all in the ring. So, I mean, yeah. they kept it in the ring, but I, as far as like the last five minute, 10 minute, whatever it was, where they were starting to get a little more brutal, hard hitting, that was the more entertaining stuff. And that's the stuff that Finn's been doing a good job as title as, as a champion with this, you know, Kyle Riley matches and stuff. So that, that stuff is good, but yeah, it, it, it but Pete's style of like going for the hand, it's not a I'm main event you. style. Like it's, it's a really niche kind of following for a style. It's like, yeah, it's, it's not catch wrestling and it's not like, I mean, he, he, he's a, he's a cheapskate artist. I mean, that's his thing, but it's yeah. like, that's when that's all you're doing like, mm-hmm. why isn't Finn reaching for the ropes and then the referee has to tell him to get off of his hand? And, like, yeah. it, there's just nothing like that. And it's, well, the, just, it's boring. Well, the part where Pete you know, had Finn in the submission hold and Finn looked like he was knocked out. And, you know, this is the newer era of wrestling as far as the second you're knocked out, the, the ref just calls. He doesn't do, like, the 10 count raise your arm or raise your arm three times. Uh, do you remember that, the the Survivor Series or the SummerSlam from the '90s where Backlund beat Brett for the the world title? That was Survivor Series. Yeah. Okay. And he had him in the the chicken wing for like seven or eight minutes. That's right. what this felt. This, that's what this felt like. It just <laughs> felt like it was going forever, and it, I wasn't seeing anything different. And it wasn't like, you know, like Samoa Joe really knows how to control a crowd where. He'll put a sleeper hold on someone or a, mm-hmm. a chin lock, and the crowd will start chanting "boring," and he'll just leave it on longer. And that, like, like that, I like and I can appreciate. Uh, it's like okay. you don't control me; I control you. This yeah. is just Pete Dunne's style, mm-hmm. and it's there's nothing to it. Well, so what I was gonna say with Finn, like he looked like he's about to be knocked out, but he managed to still get his foot under the rope and break it, and then uh, he looked knocked out, but since he got the foot under. Pete had to break it up and then Pete grabbed him and then Finn started coming to him. He's like, I'm not quitting. I'm not quitting. So from that point, that's where Finn started getting like his second win going. And, you know, that's when we started to see the, the Guna Craw and also, uh, the 1916 and, mm-hmm. uh, picked up the victory there. So Finn retains the championship and good for him. So I, ne- what's next though for him? It's going to be interesting is, is it going to be Adam Cole? Is it going to be Kyle O'Reilly? I mean, I'm guessing Kyle O'Reilly, Adam Cole. They're probably going to go off into a program now for Finn. Does Karrion Cross now come back into the fold? And then, you know, the winner of that versus Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly, winner of that feud meet eventually as well. So as far as the next couple months, it could be really interesting where they're going to different directions now. So I was really surprised. No Karrion Cross presence tonight on the show. I thought maybe we'll see something. Um, oh, before I forget. We gotta talk about a music video. Oh, Cameron yeah. Grimes. 
<laughs> to that, the moon. That Kiss was the best part grip. of the show. That was the the the, the peak of the show. <laughs> Dude, that music video just it's flowing the money and to the He's moon. He's got that GameStop money now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, and uh, dog was a call. Dodge. I forgot what it was, but yeah, but he kept the drop to the moon. <laughs> they just kept over and over. Dog oh bone. <laughs> no, it was, was great. Uh, no, I, I love the Cameron Grimes is back, and uh, uh, the world feels a little bit more normal again. <laughs> Cameron Grimes back on our just, television. Just seeing him laid out in his uh, like <laughs> in the pool, in the pool sideways with like money all around him was just. <laughs> priceless it reminded me of the early day, the days of memphis wrestling where they yes. had the music videos yes you know exactly. as the vignettes that's what it reminded me of <laughs> no so it, it's good. yeah it was good enough that 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 uh, was a big highlight for the show for me at least so uh tommy any other thoughts from this show that stood out for you, you want to mention here no i just felt when did Pete Dunn become the spray tan enthusiast? God, he's like he's been hanging he's, out with Triple H. Yeah, oh, man, he's so, he looked yellow, yeah. like he looked like a yeah. Simpsons character. Look, yeah, and he already looks yellow. He looks like the kind of person in England that goes around and puts kittens in a bag and throws them in a river. Yeah, <laughs> that is so that out there. Yeah. Pete Dunn is a cat killer. Send your hate tweets to at baby Huey 83. No, Here we go that. again. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, Richard, anything else from the show that stood out for you? You want to mention here? Not a thing. Gotcha. This no, is, to me, to me, this is the weakest uh, takeover I've seen. And I've seen them all. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Well, no, it, 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 the fallout on this week's episode of NXT is going to be really fun just because the cliffhanger that they left it on. It's great. Like, you know, I like how you, know, you get like a happy ending, I guess, as far as like a baby face winning. But then there's a little bit extra, like a bonus post credit scene, like a Marvel movie. And what Undisputed Era did here, like got the buzz and everyone talking so mm-hmm. uh the fallout on this week's episode of nxt is gonna be really interesting see what adam cole addresses. so i don't know like i was kind of hoping for a little bit longer run of adam cole as a baby face i was curious to see how that was gonna play out but here they are no. back to being a heel no and- why would you want to see that why he's why like- he has got the biggest dick smile like he is the oh my god he's holding up an action figure folks that you can't see have this is a Cole, podcast baby. Audio. I'll, put video ver- I'll put a video version out there, but oh. uh, uh, no, it, it's uh, I, but yeah, Adam Cole I think is a much better heel, and so just like I, Kevin Owens, yeah, we're gonna get a uh, heel uh, Adam Cole now. I'm, I'm guessing, and um, he, when he said that's my title, I was like, whoa, that just summed up his motivation and a little it, Shawn Michaels heel vibe too. Yeah, it, it really just sums up where his head's been at this whole time. Putting on a smile, but deep down in the back of his head, he's like he wants that title back. So yeah, well, of course him. that's what it's all for. Yep, it's all for motivation, man. Just like Roman Reigns had the table, he's, he'll do whatever he can to keep that Universal Championship. And uh, I like that. It's like just your motivation is to keep that championship. So looking forward I, to man. I, I want to make an early prediction. I think I think we are going to get Carrion and Finn Balor. I feel like Adam Cole's still going to cost Finn Balor the title, even though it could look like Karrion's going to beat him. Yeah. He's just going to put the nail in the coffin for that. Yeah. Bullet Club. Triple H likes that old NWA booking, so. Yeah, that would work. That would so work. So Karrion, like, like, hypothetically speaking, he'll see it like Adam come in and just let him do his thing and then just take the pin after? 
Is that what you mean? Like, like Carrion's in a position where he he's he could still win, mm-hmm. but Balor's in a position where he he possibly could win himself and then get a super kick out of nowhere and yeah, you know, change the tides. Yeah, but so, I will say Balor's I, been pretty flawless as champion. Yeah, I mean well, he they, was the last run. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, it, you know, for Finn to his credit, he's really been I think doing a good job as the face of NXT, holding the championship and. Um, I'd like to see more out of them because yeah. I, I don't some NXT does this thing from time to time where their champions aren't defending belts mm-hmm. and they'll just do backstage promos or whatever. And I'm always confused as to why, because it's not, sometimes I wonder, is this kind of like to get you used to them not being there because they're going to mm-hmm. go up to the main roster, but then you find out some people just stick around longer. They they're injured and you don't know about it. So like, yeah, I don't know. He he's done a good job defending it on takeovers, but like he hasn't really had any matches on TV. Well, like I mean, I'm not I'm not calling for him the champions to wrestle every week. It's I think it would be in our benefit to see them wrestle at least once a month, even if it's a tag match or something. I, I'm with you exactly. I think like a fighting champion. Really, when you're a babyface champion, a fighting champion is what you need to be. Uh, I mean, the only I mean. The fact you said that, I'm sure people listening might say, well, keep in mind, he had a broken jaw for a bit. And well, that was like with the end of summer, early fall. Um, and then what else? Didn't he have another injury, right? Or uh, was it Kyle O'Reilly? The match with Kyle O'Reilly. The Just sec- the jaw injury. Yeah. So, I mean, he had a couple of minor injuries that kept him out for a little bit. But I get what you're saying. I want to see more of him wrestling just on Wednesday yeah. nights as well. So well, for all the champions, it's like I yeah. feel like the only ones that are really carrying that weight are the tag team champions. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In North America, and Johnny Gargano's been having a big presence week to week as yeah. well. Yeah. So it's cool, man. I mean, uh, yeah, NXT this week's going to be a lot of fun. Looking forward to oh, yeah. see what happens. All right. Well, let's start wrapping things up for uh, this episode of In the Click. Richard, where can all the clicks just find you online? You can find me on Instagram at uh, Pro Wrestling 101. Got the cool photo of Terry Funk there. Um, <laughs> And you can send your hate messages to at baby Huey on Instagram, a baby Huey 83 and send your hate tweets to uh, baby Huey 83. Damn you. Just damn you. What? No one does it. <laughs> yeah. I get DMS from everyone. Yeah. Do you? <laughs> when you start getting hate tweets, I want you to screenshot it and send it to me so I can keep them. Make a collection of it. Yeah. Tommy, where can the clicks just find you? Well, first things first, I just want to give a shout out to Bronson Steiner. Hopefully he's coming to NXT. So we'll see. But you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at IronFist1982. And I'm Baby Huey. Follow me on Facebook at Baby Huey Official, Twitter and Instagram at Baby Huey 83, as Richard has mentioned several times tonight. Yeah, send your hate messages <laughs> for myself. And uh, Tommy to at baby83. <laughs> and please subscribe to In The Click on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Google Podcasts, Stitcher. We're on all the major podcast platforms. Buy the merch over at Teespring. You can find the link to that in the bio of our social media handles, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at In The Click and In The Click at gmail.com. And on that note, let's go home. And that's the bottom line because Huey said so.